go. 436. No laugh track podcast <laughs> from Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. I am Justin Severson, the host. I am here with Anthony DeVito. What's up, man? So nice to see you. Yes. First of all, have I've never asked you, does anybody call you Tony? Um, there, well, growing up, there were like too many Tonys, and I didn't feel uh, as I was an accurate representation of a Tony, so I would always go by Anthony. When I got to college, I had really a no Tony rule, very hard no Tony rule, and then I got to college, and then um, a friend of mine in college started calling me Tony, and he sounded so cool saying it that I was like, all right, whatever, man, I'll be Tony. <laughs> but yeah, no, growing up, I was like, no way, because I saw so many Tonys, and I'm like, I am not Tony, Yeah, you know? Every Italian kid I knew growing up was, right. was Tony. Yes. Yeah. Tony and like just, you know, just uh, stereotypical Tonys. And I was like, <laughs> people are going to be so disappointed when they find out I'm also a Tony, you know? <laughs> so I was like, I have to be Anthony. <laughs> Who's more Italian? Uh, Anthony DeVito or Tony's Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'd be like, oh, Tony DeVito. And then I would show up like, oh, hey, guys, do you ever get sad? And <laughs> they'd be like, shut up, Anthony. <laughs> shut up, Anth. <laughs> yeah. Anth. Well, here we are. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're at the end of October. Last time we talked, I mean, besides uh, 10 minutes ago, was For uh, sure. a year ago in September 2020. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you and I had a conversation about, like, uh, the, you know, we were kind of in the, I don't know where we were in the pandemic. But, <laughs> yeah. but Acme was open. Yes. Partial. Now we're back to full capacity. It's awesome. Thankfully. And I remember asking you about, you know, well, with the pandemic happening, where is this with uh, like recording a new hour? Right. And you said something, and I know this because I listened back. Of course, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Is that you're like, oh, I'm maybe five, ten minutes away uh, yeah. from a full hour to record. Yes. And now here we are, end of October 2021, and you are back at Acme recording that yeah. album. Yes. Just to, you know, so people know at home how, how slow I write. <laughs> it takes me about a year to write a new five minutes. <laughs> and if we go back when we first met, you were uh, you were seven minutes away. So yeah, you're just killing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. So it's really coming along. <laughs> and then I definitely performed last night, and I was just like, "Oh boy, I hope this thing's ready." <laughs> there was a chalkboard. You were doing a lot of erasing. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a lot of scrambling, a lot of scrambling, cutting last night yeah, after that set. Yeah, no, it'll how be are, right. no, how, So you did not, so we are one show in one show in, at yes. Acme this week. Yes. Was there, did you preliminary record, is that anything last night? No. So it's just I, your final little warm-up, right? Yeah, kind of like, uh, yeah, final little tune-up and then like a couple jokes where it's, uh, you know, a couple jokes that were on the fence. It's kind of like when you're going into the playoffs and you're like, okay, like I have to make more cuts and what guys are going to come with us uh, into the playoffs. Sure. And, I, you know, at least two jokes last night, I was like, I'm sorry, fellas, you're just... It's the base running specialist you're not <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to need. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Try out next album. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so last night was just... And last night was just like a show to be like, all right, just get, like, a little bit of jitters out, get, you know, reacclimated to the space, and just have a fun set. Yeah. You know, try to have a loose fun set because that's the energy you want to bring into a special and to a taping um, is you want you almost want the audience to be aware that that's happening, but you don't want them to be aware in their own bodies. That's what's happening. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like they know, OK, like on paper, this is going to be a recorded special, but they don't feel like it is. 
Yeah. Not not to say like you're doing so poorly that they're like, good God, I wouldn't tape this. But <laughs> but uh, but that, that it's so loose that they're like, oh, this just feels like any other night at the club because that's really what you want to capture. Sure. Which is a, a hard. Um, I would say because like my first special I did with Comedy Central it was a half hour special, I think 2017, and it's so it's. It's so manicured. Now you understand why. You know, obviously you want to get everything right, but there's like a zillion cameras around. So the audience is extremely aware yeah. that this isn't a normal night. And in turn, as a performer, like you become aware of that as well. So I would I would love and we'll see if it happens if I'm loose enough to sort of capture uh, when I'm at my funniest, not just when the jokes are their funniest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there uh, – and I asked you beforehand, like you'll be using – you know, some these same mm-hmm. cameras that we use to record this high-tech podcast. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. As you say it, I'm like, maybe just cancel this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, Justin, you really put it into perspective. We're like, and you'll be using the very cameras we recorded this podcast. It's like, yeah, you're right. Shit. You have no idea how much money is dumped into this each week. It's, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You walk out after the show. Anthony, I mean, <laughs> my review is, is this self-funded? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sick or something? Why are you doing this? <laughs> you have a, is this a, uh, uh, what's that called? Where they you get your dying wish? Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, this is like a make-a-wish make special. A wish. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, are you sick? Are you going to prison? What exactly is this for? <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, I was here last night. I don't know if we, you, I, we never crossed paths. Oh, really? I, yeah, I came in. Oh, my God. Right before you started, I, ah, I'm a busy person. I, uh, I came man. in and then left soon after. I had a chat with Trevor okay. afterwards, and then uh, like he, he and I parted ways, and I saw him walk and go sit in the back room and with all the other comics. Yeah. It's like you guys were going to have a little roundtable discussion. Yeah, yeah. We are just kind of having a beer and talking about, you know, Kosovo. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, normal <laughs> no, stuff no. like that. Yeah, yeah, normal, um, you know, an, an ancient war. Uh, yeah. Trevor, no, we were just kind of chilling. And I had a quick discussion last night, and yes. I don't. How did this come up? But he was telling me a story about one of his first uh, weeks working at Acme, and the headliner. I don't know if I should say who it is, but the headliner said, told him, "Hey, uh, stay backstage my whole set because I have an upset stomach." And at any oh. moment, I might need you to come <laughs> out here. Yeah. Jesus. It was a female comic, which even makes it more wow. interesting talking about poop. Yeah. And um, uh, it never happened. But then okay. at the end of the set, apparently, before she left stage, she was like, thank you, good night. Now I'm going to go shit my pants. <laughs> with no like reference point to <laughs> right. the audience. Right, right, right. Isn't that fantastic? Right, right. Yeah. So just... I want to I be clear. This is Trevor Anderson's story. Yes. Who uh, featured last yes. night yes. for you. Very funny. New yeah. dad. Trevor's great, man. Congrats to Trevor. New dad, long baby. Yeah, long baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like saying that. Um, yeah, Trevor's great, man. He's he's super funny. Have um, you ever had to come up with a contingency plan like this comedian did, telling Trevor stay close, or have you, have you ever been on the opposite end of that, where you're the one on on deck? No, I've always been the shitty for yeah? sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I I think I, I mean I wear a diaper on stage every time I perform, and I assume everyone does as well. Um, but uh, <laughs> these no. days, not back then. <laughs> I usually because this has happened. My diet is so poor that this is this has happened so often where I have to open the set with. Uh, I need you guys to know full transparency. I may shit my pants during this set, and if that happens, you'll see a face I make. 
You'll just see a slight change in me and just know that it's happened then. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, I've, that's that's happened enough where I've said that speech verbatim over again. Really? Yes, absolutely. Wow. No, I would never have anyone be on call. I, I would love the idea that I crap my pants on stage, power through, let the audience know. that. See, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I wish that, and hopefully it happens tonight. I wish that kind of set, that's the kind of set I want for the special. You know, I want the jokes to land. I want everything to be good. But I'd like a wild card magical element that, you know, you just see on any given night. There you go. That sort of separates it. What did you have for lunch today then? Uh, I haven't had anything yet but coffee. I'm trying my hardest. Hey, uh, my idea, go. I'm going to try six cappuccinos and four mucinex, and I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> I recommend cold brew. You yeah, done all yeah, at once. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Gold brew. Cheap cocaine. <laughs> That's really what it is. I've never done cocaine. <laughs> so I don't know the market price. <laughs> oh, this is so fantastic. So, uh, as I said, I did listen back. Yes. To the last time we were here. And uh, really quickly, so I started that episode telling you about on my way to the podcast, I'd driven past some guys having a DVD sale in their front yard. Okay. And then... We talked about how, uh, you know, what we do with our collections as kids or whatever. Sure. And you said something about uh, one year you really wanted, like how some how some VHS movies were really expensive. And you yes. wanted Weekend at we Bernie's. We get at Bernie's too. Yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. And your mom was like, no, we can't, we can't afford that. So yeah. today. $90. <laughs> have you looked on eBay? A sealed, I haven't looked today, but I remember the price then. It was $90. A sealed copy. I, someone's just sold uh, sealed copies of Weekend at Birdies 1 and 2 uh -huh. in, a pack, in a lot on sure. eBay for over $200. Yeah, okay. Wow, so the price has kind of stayed the same. Man. Huh? <laughs> and I bought them, Justin. <laughs> yeah, that was you. You're going to be like, what idiot? And I'm like, God, I tried to do something nice for myself, Justin. You bring it up this way. I just want to see Bernie Lomax in the Caribbean. <laughs> that's my. That's the new uh, what new thing I do. I shame your eBay purchases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you brought me on here to troll me. <laughs> you spent how much? <sighs> you take out a series of receipts. I'm like, how did you even get these? <laughs> It's <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, so I just want to give you an update on that. That that legit. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Okay. I, they clearly do not go down in value. Like a lot of my sure. Star Wars toys. Right. I did. I spent money oh, on like, in, like the one that they came back out again in the nineties. Yes. Worthless. Worthless. A seven dollar toy is worth a dollar now. But you're. But a oh. weekend at copy of Weekend at Bernie's has <laughs> held more value. Oh, Timeless. It's a timeless tale, man. Um, going back to the Star Wars thing, I did the same thing that you did because the originals were, so, you know, so revered, and the toys became so popular and worth something. When Phantom Menace came out, I bought everything. Yeah. Everything at yep. Toys R Us. Yep. I. <laughs> they have so Walmart, many. Midnight. When yeah, you were man. Taking the toys oh, out of the back room. I have so many worthless Jar Jar Binks action figures in my possession. Yes. I have more Jar Jar Binks and um, a Senator Padme figures than I do dress shoes in yeah, my life. Yes. Way more. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't oh, it make you it's mad? It's upsetting. It's to the point where I'm like mad when those movies are on TV now. Yes. You made me waste money. Yeah. How dare you hate it's a Christensen? It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It was these movies tricking me, deceiving yeah. me. Yes, man. Um, we just thought, I was like, this is a gold mine. And, you know, I think at the time I was probably like college, I think when The Phantom Menace came out. Yeah. No, high school. I was a senior in high school, and I was like, I'm going to be so rich. Yes. These idiots don't even know how I'm going to, for prom, my own limo. Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I remember uh, we were at yeah, we were at a Walmart, like a mid you know twenty four yeah. hour Walmart, yeah. waiting for them to bring the yes. toys out. The box oh. comes out, and we're like reaching in. Rick Ollie, <laughs> yeah. did you get a Rick Ollie? <laughs> Fucking Rick Ollie. <laughs> right, right. Uh. Yeah, and then then you saw the movie, and you were like, oh no. Oh no! Oh no! I tried to defend that movie like it was like a bad boyfriend Ditto. for years. Ditto. Like I was just like, you just don't know the Phantom Menace like I do. Like there's some good parts, you know. John Williams kills it. <laughs> no, it brings things back and into this. Yeah. yeah. No, I know, man. Shit. Then Attack of the Clones came out, and that was like, this is indefensible. Completely. This might be the worst movie. Ever made ever in the history of film. I remember trying to explain like uh, something about that movie to my mom mm -hmm. who already didn't really have a concept of yeah. Star Wars. It was like I you know what I That's give not up. gonna be the one that's gonna win. Yeah, it. like yeah. I give up and I don't care. Yeah. yeah. So bad. I think he's coming back for uh um there's some I think Hayden Christensen is coming back. Yes, for Ahsoka. Yes. It's what what is his character gonna like he's gonna be He's Anakin? gonna be he's gonna be hating Christensen, failed actor. Ugh. He's just gonna come on. But yeah, no, he's gonna be Anakin. I don't know. I'm into it. I, I'd say give him another shot at this because honestly, I think there are moments he has. The the writing is so bad in Attack of the Clones, oh. but he actually has men Yeah, oh that's that's a nightmare. Like, we can't get into that. But <sighs> He gives off menacing looks where you're like, he could do it, but the writing is so god-awful, they did not give him a chance. Um, I I <laughs> like that they're going to give him, because I think the Ahsoka series is going to be great. She's an amazing character to me. That's true. Yeah, and I, I I like the idea of giving him another chance. I'd throw Jake Lloyd in the mix. <laughs> i say, do it. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? I know that he was the little... Um, Pod Rather kid, mm -hmm. but I immediately like put him in the same category as that. The human head weighs eight pounds from yeah. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> like annoying kid actors from the yeah. 90s at some point. He's rough. He's rough. <laughs> the Phantom Menace is rough because Qui-Gon, um, Liam Neeson, and Uma McGregor give like almost like all-time performances to try to save the movie. Uma McGregor is an unbelievable Obi-Wan. Yeah. Qui-Gon is an incredible character, and they're just giving a clinic in acting. And meanwhile, you just have like a nine-year-old running around who's just like i do races yes. and like liam neeson's like all right i'll try to i'll try to clean up that line <laughs> it's not his fault too he's nine years old you know and then that's the that's the this poor kid is like a nine-year-old kid he's got to deal with 20-year-old nerds who is just like that's not the anakin right. that i thought he would be right. and it's like that's a child what's wrong with you <laughs> Boy, you're ruining my movies. Yeah, you're ruining my life. Uh, <laughs> God, I love that so much. Yeah. Uh, what? So I, I need to. This is a very serious topic we need to switch into here. No, it's not at all. But uh, <laughs> you, uh, you, I have a question for you. That I don't understand anything about. You signed up to do something uh, comedy NFTs. I don't know what that is. You don't know what literally. that is. Are you actually <laughs> doing? Is that real? Are you doing something I with that? I couldn't. Uh, no so idea. this this guy hit me up and he was like, uh, "It's a scam." You're saying? I probably. Okay. I'm probably embroiled in some kind of. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to appear in court in six months about this. So this guy hit me up about like uh, selling. Um, I don't really understand. NFT has been explained to me as much as like Bitcoin and the subprime mortgage crisis, where I'm like, it does not matter how much you will explain it okay. to me. I'll never get it. Um, so he basically was like, send me. 
a couple tweets or a stand-up clip and then they can be bought as NFTs. And I was like, sure. I don't know what, like, I don't know what that sentence means. And then I asked a couple friends and they were like, yeah, like you might make some money off this. Just send them. So that's what I did. Because I remember, I think last year I, I started hearing about like NBA Top Shot and NFTs. And I still don't really know what it means, but like you can buy clips from the internet and then you own those clips yeah so i guess somebody might own a tweet of mine about a serial killer um and i maybe see 20 bucks off it i don't know how it works did they tell you any like no you could make five bucks you could make five thousand bucks i mean there's who knows pretty much nothing like i i mean this happened this week so i messaged him and he was (laughs) twice he was like because i think he like understood my complete ignorance in these messages and he was like do you want me to call you to talk about this and i was like not now like you just gearing up for you know taping this weekend i was like we'll talk because i was like you're gonna talk to me about nfts for like an hour i'm gonna be spellbound by this so i was like let's just wait after this weekend and then you can talk to me all about this and i'll go all right that makes sense and then the minute the phone hangs up i'll go i don't know what you i don't know what that was a math conversation i have no clue (laughs) all right well perfect i'll ask you again in a year and get a similar (laughs) answer (laughs) (laughs) but hopefully you will have made maybe a few dollars Mm. off it by then yeah, hopefully I've made nine bucks. Hey, come on. <laughs> come on. Did you see, uh, I went on Twitter today, which yes. I'm doing less and less these days, but one of the news stories that brought to my attention is that next month, Tiger King 2. Oh, sure. Yeah. I are, don't, we, are we ready for that? Do we care? Have we completely moved on? See, the Tiger King phenomenon was like so interesting to me just because it, it happened the like the second day of the pandemic. Yeah. And I liked it for the reason of like it was this communal experience for everybody. Because uh-huh. that doesn't, you know, because with streaming and, you know, you're able to record things, you're not really afforded that familial experience anymore. Everything's right. more isolated. Yep. So with Tiger King, it was like we all watched it as a nation at the same time. And it was so silly and it was so absurd that it was it was kind of this like weird beacon of hope in the beginning of the pandemic. It was like, we all got to experience this fun moment, and then obviously the pandemic lasted <laughs> another year and a half. But it was it was interesting, too, because at the time, it was like, this is what we needed. But then we had a week away from Tiger King, and I think we were all like, oh, this wasn't good. Do you know what I mean? Like, this wasn't good for humanity. But in that moment, we're like, thank you, Tiger King. This is what we needed. Yeah. Four days later, we were like, uh, we all just did a bad thing, I right, think. Yeah. <laughs> Collectively thought uh-huh. that. I was like, I am obsessed. I can't get yes. enough information about every one of these people. Right. And then it was, oh, just go away. Yeah, Tiger just- King was, it was McDonald's, you know what I mean? Where it was like, at the time, you're like, this tastes great, this is awesome. And then the next morning, you're like, I'm going to shit my pants on stage. Uh- <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm curious, too, because Tiger King was a show... Ted Lasso, you can even make an argument that that was a show of the moment as well. Mm-hmm. Not that to take anything, Ted Lasso is this incredible show, but it like it captured uh, it captured what we needed at the time. So I'm interested to see if Tiger King removed from the pandemic somewhat how the reaction to that is. Yeah. Because it was very much like, oh, this thing happened here, and that may be the reason for its success. But if you take the context out of the equation, I wonder if Tiger King holds up as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Will we be yeah, will we will we be talking about Tiger King three in a year and a half from now? That's the question. Yeah, yeah but I, what is the rest of the story? Because I mean, he, uh, from my understanding, he went to prison, right? Correct. He, I watched the trailer, and it's uh, it's seems like some of it is just picking up from when you know, like, well, now we're all successful, and oh, I them see. dealing with their now okay. newfound success. Uh huh. And I think even more like 
maybe some more backstory that okay. we see in the first one. But definitely there's the uh, look at us now. Right. You know? I get. I mean, I get that because those characters like Carol Baskin, like those characters became so a part of us. Like there, there was enough there in terms of like it felt like almost like a Christopher Guest mockumentary yes. that you would be like, oh, I want to see what happens with these characters because right. they're so strange and interesting. Yeah. I wonder yeah. because did you watch like um, I was like fascinated a little bit with like the Elizabeth Holmes story. Uh, do you know like of her? Okay, so yep. she yeah like Theranos everything. So I, the they did a uh, first podcast. It was the dropout on uh, I think like ABC or somebody did it. It was great. Yep. But then the second one is just like about her trial. It's not as interesting like at all. So I wonder if that will happen or if it will be like. Like I, because I, I would just watch a show that's like Carol Baskin and her weird husband, where yes. she like just dresses him up and out. Like they must have yes. the craziest like European Dutch sex in the world. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just, the cameras are on. Yeah, the kind of sex where like I don't even know if this qualifies as sex. Like you know, where <laughs> <laughs> this is just like there's body pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like so nobody came and this was just about power. <laughs> All right. They're in separate cages staring yeah. at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of like achievable sex that happens as you get older and more wealthy. <laughs> Squid game sex. That's right. <laughs> and there is still some unsolved, you know, um, crimes that apparently went on. So Sure. That, yeah. Who knows? Sure. Yeah. Those accusations were so wild. What was it like that a tiger ate her? Like the family, uh, you know, it's <laughs> that a tiger ate one of the, the people, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember it all, but yeah. You're gonna have to watch it again for a refresher. I won't watch Tiger King again. There's I no can't. I can't. There's no, <laughs> There's no way. I can't do that to myself again. There's absolutely no chance. <laughs> hey, uh, so we should go back. So you're recording this stuff this week. It's gonna be an album and a video yes. special. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea when you're gonna have that available for people? Or no clue. No um, clue. I would imagine I'm gonna try to get it out as soon as possible. Um, the album. I mean, I, the album usually is just dependent upon when the comedian listens to uh, the album from when the record company sends sure. it over i will try to listen to it like the next day to just get this thing out as soon as possible nice. and then i think it's just a matter of like talking to them and asking like when you want to release the album uh as opposed to the special because the special i'm releasing outside of 800 pound gorilla okay so i i'm gonna i'd imagine there'll be some kind of communication between myself and the the person who's editing my special and 800 pound gorilla in terms of like release date and then also when my editor gets back to me with the footage of the special sure where did you record your uh that dream occupation your yes album? where was that recorded that was recorded at the creek uh in new york city oh, okay. in uh, queens no longer the creek was this like um like folklore kind of place in New York City comedy history. It was kind of this clubhouse uh, of a comedy club. Not even. It was a burrito restaurant, um, which had this theater room, which is at a black box theater um, uh, adjoined to the restaurant. But it became this place where, like, everyone of my generation went through. Yeah. Like, when I first moved to New York, like, Donald Glover had a show there. Everybody, um, like Che would put, like everybody who you see now who's famous, like we all, I included myself and <laughs> I'm not, but like, but everybody of my generation pa passed through the creek. So it was kind of like 
our comedy store, I would say, but it functioned even like more independent. So it became this like almost like a foot clanny kind of like clubhouse, just uh, space that was provided for us to do whatever we wanted. The Creek will go down as just this like um, this like miracle uh, of a period of time in New York City comedy history. Is there a version of it that exists someplace else? I I don't know. I don't. I'm not well versed enough in other oh, cities to okay. kind of like know, but. Um, off the top of my head, I can't oh, say that. Okay. The Creek was a, a, it seemed like a real one of one and yeah. a real like point in place in time. When did that shut down? That shut down actually during the pandemic exactly. and that's reopened in Austin. But, um, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. For what it was, it was this just, uh, magical space. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of that, I should remind people if you haven't, 30th anniversary of Acme is this Oh, year. yeah. They're 30 saying. years and next week. Of anniversary shows, huge showcase shows. Saw, Wednesday yeah. through Saturday. So cool. Yeah, huge names. So People cool. haven't picked up tickets for that yet. Uh, whatever remains, I would suggest doing that. Yeah, I mean, Acme is like, it's another, it's just, uh, it's a perfect space. You know what I mean? Um, just physicality-wise, where it's a, it's super intimate, ceilings are low, but then it's also big enough where you could kill and feel like you know you're performing in a big room yeah it really is just a perfect space for comedy you, you chose wisely yeah you, you chose wisely to record here no thanks there, there's no doubt uh i saw that you well, we talked we're not gonna i encourage people to go back and listen to the last time you're here because we spent a bunch of time talking about your family your oh, dad the, the solo show the solo show yeah i listened to you recently tell ari shafir about yes. it. yes it's interesting for to from my perspective, to, to hear other people's questions about it, right? Uh, sure. So that was so I heard, listen to the Ari Shafir episode. Uh, that one's good. Mine's pretty damn good too. <laughs> from a year ago, uh, we covered a lot of the same. Yeah, stuff. you're probably the first person I talked to about it in comedy. See, I think so. Yeah. See. Yeah. I, uh, well, you know what? Along those lines, Please. I'm going to uh, uh, give this podcast another little shout out here. Yeah. Uh, so. You, I'm happy to hear you say that this was maybe the first place you talked about it. I think so. Uh, Dana Gould yeah. and Bobcat Goldthwaite have a brand new sure. documentary that comes out tomorrow on oh, demand cool. called Joyride. Oh, cool. And it's about this uh, them going on the road together, and they were in a really bad car accident a few years ago. Okay. And just now, in the last year, that story's getting around based on this movie. Right. Uh, Dana and I talked all about it in, like, 2019. Whoa. Yes, and we, he told me all about the filming of the documentary, uh -huh. big details about the accident. So if people are interested in seeing that movie, you want a little background, you just go back, oh, two years on this podcast. Wow. We talked about it. That's amazing. Year. Yeah. That's really, really uh -huh. cool. Love that stuff. Yeah, because you never know, because you just talk, you know what I mean? You, you talk, you know, obviously. Obviously on like podcasts and yeah, radio now and stuff. Yeah, it's finally happening. So. And then yeah, it, that's so interesting. And yeah. then like I'd imagine too, if you go back, like you, we probably talked about stuff. I should probably go back and listen to it just for the writing of the show. <laughs> it's like probably something in there that I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice at the time. That's like really interesting. Oh yeah, because yeah. that's what I'm finding with doing it. It's just like these prodding questions are leading into um, sort of uh, ways to propel the story forward. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. A absolutely. So uh, people definitely, if you're a Dana Gould fan, which you, you got to be. be, you should be. You absolutely should be. Uh, I've seen the trailer for that thing. I'm really looking forward to watching it. I'll be putting money down to watch that uh, this weekend. There's no doubt about that. I also, another podcast I listened to you do was, uh, this is from, it wasn't, was within the last year, I think you were on that "Are You Garbage" podcast. Oh yeah, which I've become a fan of. Oh, they're great, man. I don't. I've never met any of those guys, but Foley I just, and Kevin, they're yeah, great. I dude. love the. I love the topic, and it's just they're they're really funny. Uh, yes. 
And one of the things they asked you, you great episode with them. Oh, thanks. And man. one of the things they asked you about it is uh, if you've ever been to a pawn shop. Sure. And you and you were sort of like, nah, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, yeah. And I'm listening to that, and I'm like, not only have I been to a pawn shop, have I bought things at pawn shop, have I sold things at pawn shops, but I even when my now wife and I were yeah. just like a year into our relationship. I brought her with me to a pawn shop and bought her a diamond, someone's used diamond ring. Wow. Yes. And she was okay with it. Wow. That's pretty cool. Am I garbage? (laughs) Wow. No, I I think you're uh, uh, confident in a way, which is scary. Wow. Was it, it wasn't the ring. No, no. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. In fact, we still... (laughs) I, I kept the receipt and I still have it. I just saw it. We just moved and I actually saw the receipt. I was like, oh, I paid that. How much can I get it when I get when I bring it back? Which I am going to bring it back because no one's wearing it. It's, yeah, you know. Yeah, I've never been to a pawn shop. The whole experience, I think I would enjoy. It's just not something I've done yet. But I love the I, I love you know I love the idea that it's like it's like a tangible internet you know. Where it's just like you have just like these array of items that are just here for some reason, and uh, I I had a uh, you know some crappy like high school jewelry that I had right. around twenty years ago, and I was like, this is I don't, I'm not gonna wear of a course. gold chain yeah. anymore. Yeah, I happening. wore three things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I brought that around to a couple shops, and it is fascinating to get you know these 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 guys in their freaking two dollar shirts sure. trying to look like they're you know dressed like a thousand bucks <laughs> and uh you know acting like experts on gold with their little little eye thing flipping it around. i love that but i love all that theater and i love all that that's stuff what I'm saying. You would yeah love it. And, that's what i mean you could go to one place and they'll give you like uh i mean i'll give you 85 bucks <laughs> you go across the street they're like what would they offer you 85 <laughs> yeah those guys are freaking cheap asses Yeah, I just love that it's like a form of a business exchange that doesn't exist anywhere else. Like it's similar, like to buying a car. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, we've all decided on a way that goods are exchanged, but Mm -hmm. there's a couple areas in life that are still like we do our own thing here. Yeah. And you, if you're in this arena, you play by our rules. That's right. And it's like I do love that. As like as shady as whatever as it is, it's like. There's something charming to that, mm-hmm. you know, where it's uh, everywhere else you're like, okay, that's marked a dollar, I'll pay you a dollar. And then someplace where it's like, well, Marco says that it's 75 cents, <laughs> so it's 75 cents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're in my world now. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, I think there's some material value. You might want to go hit up those... Um I would love to. I'm pretty much open to any experience. Um, It's just a matter of uh, laziness. You know, it's like you just have to put me in the place. Because for me to seek it out on my own, I I probably won't do it. I'll just sit in my room. (laughs) And it's not a matter of like uh, I'm adventurous. It's just my laziness overrides my curiosity. Um, But if you drive me there, if a Lyft driver just came and picked me, I would love a Lyft service where they pick you up and they just drop you off somewhere. This isn't my hotel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Go in and shop. Yeah. Yeah, lift mystery. Yeah. They, they, you know, they just go, you're plopped here, and then that's it. It's like, it's like, you know, naked and afraid, but you keep all your clothes on, and you don't, you know, they don't give you an item to take. They I, just drive you somewhere. I am looking for a new side gig. I'm, I'm <laughs> pitching this. This is genius. Yeah, dude, I would love that. Yes. Because that's the thing I think, like, when I was younger, I would seek that out more, and now you get older, you get a little bit lazier, because, like, physically, you're just more tired. Oh, sure. <laughs> you could combine this with Halloween, like Halloween mystery Uber. Yeah, I would love that. 
I would love to just be Uber. driven somewhere where I don't know and I just kind of have to walk around. That's nothing more in life I like more than that. So I've been looking, uh, you know, like some of these, um, these, uh, this app that has jobs available, list yeah. jobs listing. I want to get your opinion. There's two different jobs I saw recently. Okay. Uh, both offer about 15 bucks an hour. Okay. All right. Let's just say, for some reason, you absolutely, to get out of town, yeah. you have to do one of these jobs mm. for a day. All right? Okay. So which one do you choose? And these are real jobs that I, I'm not making these up. Okay. First one is uh, has to do with Halloween. It's a, a zombie actor where you are out in a field and people that pay money get to shoot you with paintballs, and you're dressed up as a zombie. Okay, that's all right. That's and one. these are fifteen dollars an hour. All right, I'll refrain. I just want to hear the other one. All right, the other one is collecting saliva in a cup for COVID testing. Where you have to, <laughs> you know, you, you're face to face with someone, and you're basically coaching them to make sure they get it all in the thing, seal it, blah blah blah. Tell them to have a nice day. Sure. Which yeah. Which one I mean... would you rather do? Collect saliva or get shot at with uh, paintballs? Dressed okay. as a zombie well, at night when it's, you know, 40 to 50 degrees in Minnesota. Sure. Yeah, that's the thing. The The weather for, I mean, I, I just hate makeup. So uh, the zombie thing, the, the, it's going to be cold. And paintball, paintballs hurt. Mm-hmm. They, they leave welts mm-hmm. every time. So that's a lot. Um, medically, you're safe from COVID. But the COVID thing, I would meet a lot of people. That I do like. And I'm, you know, I'm vaccinated. You wear a mask. I don't feel so scared. Yeah. And I got no problem holding spit in my hand. Never have. (laughs) 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 So, um, you know, that reminds me of my old paper route, honestly. (laughs) They'll give you a receptacle. You don't have to. Yeah. (laughs) I prefer, Justin. You know, I'll do it the old fashioned way. Thank you very much, man. Um, I'm like, wait, bogs up there. No batting gloves. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. I'm like running back to the car with it, like blowing on it to keep it cool. <laughs> I know all these like scientific ways. <laughs> um, I probably do the saliva just because I get to meet people. And then also. Uh, state job. It's a what's state up? job. It's a state job. I love that because I used to work a year, when I was in my early 20s. I lived in Hawaii and I used to do environmental canvassing. And I, it was a door to door job, you know, being like, hey, do you have a minute for the polar bears? And Hawaiians would be like, I've never been cold in my life. I don't even know what a polar bear is. And you'd be like, so do you want to donate or not? And they would just shut the door in your face. It was a great kick. But but you, I, I, I loved it because I just got to meet people um, every day and like talk to people and stuff. Any excuse to talk to strangers is really what I want in this world. Okay. Um, so I would love that. And I, yeah, and I, like I said, Put a put a put a nice loogie in my mitt. You're looking at a happy boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic. Uh, let's see. Well, one other thing that I want to cover before we're done here. Are you still doing? Uh, what happened to Rad Dudecast? Um, honestly, we had done it. I think we probably did the Rad Dudecast for almost like ten years, and then uh, over the pandemic, I think we probably even talked about this a little bit. We were doing four episodes a week all over Zoom, and I think at some point. It just wore us down. Sure. And I think we, none, we're all cool. I mean, I actually think we'll probably, I don't want to say too much just in case, like, their uh, diehard fans listen to this. Um, But I think it'll come back in some form at some point because we all love each other very much. And we all, it was like a real excuse to hang out. It was just that over Zoom and the quantity of episodes was just too much for us to keep up. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. 
all right. Well, I think that covers it for us. You have to go, according to the conversation I overheard with you and sure. your uh, lady friend before we started, you need to uh, do some uh, skin care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like a drill sergeant with uh, serums and face creams I have to apply. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so lazy and, like, uh, you know, just haphazard as a person. Like, I, was, I showed her a picture of my face. Every morning I do. But, <laughs> but no, I showed her a picture of Hold my face. Hold up today's newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She runs a hard line, man, but I like her for it. Um, yeah, I showed her a picture of my face, and there's a you know pimple on my face, and I was like, this is probably fine. And she was like, it's not, like, called me up. Like, wasn't, like, like didn't text. She was like, called me like it was an emergency. She was like, go to Sephora, get these face bubble things, get this concealer. She was like, you can't shoot a special looking like that. And I was like, all right. So I got the stuff, but of course I got the wrong stuff. So she's all up in arms about that. <laughs> and then she's like, what are you doing about your hair? And you're like, my hair? Yeah. You said my hair was fine. Yes, exactly. That's about, yeah, that happened. When I did Colbert years ago, I was gonna, I was in, in the dressing room and, you know, I was just wearing like a sweater. I could, you know, it was a show at the time where people wore like suits and ties on, but I, you know, I've never felt comfortable there. So I was just wearing a sweater, jeans, and like a little jacket over it. And the warm up guy comes out and he goes, what are you going to wear tonight? And he goes, wouldn't it be hilarious if you just wore that? And I was like, yeah, hilarious. No! <laughs> Cut to, I just walk on stage in that. Yeah. Did you give him the old sup? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I took your advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, along those lines. Please. I do have one final thing. So you're yeah, recording uh, you know, video yes. this week uh, starting tonight yes. at Acme. Uh so you have the same outfit for every show? Yeah. To have I bought two dumbass Hawaiian shirts from um, a 39-year-old man who ordered something online from Billabong. Love and it. <laughs> yeah, Love yeah it. I have the same Hawaiian shirt that I'm going to wear tonight, and you know I'll probably stain it, so I brought an extra one to wear the next night for continuity. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Or matching stains. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I might, have to, I might have to line up the stain. Good Lord. <laughs> I really have not thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, thank you for doing this. Of course, it's been a man. Lot of fun. I always love Let's talking. Do this to you. again in a year, and yeah. we'll have your finished special to talk about. Yeah, man. Cool. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, dude.